Hey, have you heard about attachment styles before? If you haven't, you've definitely come to the right place. And even if you have, you have still come to the right place. So welcome to episode 15 on What About Therapy. I'm your host, Enoch Fossum. I'm a certified mindfulness life coach, and I'm currently going to school to become a licensed marriage and family therapist. So we are going to be talking about attachment styles. Four in particular, there are different subtopics you can go into under these, but for the sake of this episode, we're just going to be talking about these four, what they are and what they look like in an individual. So all that coming up next on What About Therapy? All right, everybody, welcome, welcome. As you heard in the introduction, and it's kind of a, it, it's different, right? I'm experimenting with the introduction, not trying to do the same thing every single time. Not that there's a problem with that, but I just, I really like the introduction. I think it's funny. So first of all, everyone, thank you for being patient with me as I've been slow to put out these episodes. Life has honestly just been crazy right now. The fall semester just started, and so I've been trying to get into a groove for my fall semester. And I've been working, just doing just doing life, you know? And there is a special surprise coming up that I'm actually just going to tell you about. <laughs> so, because I actually don't know how long it's going to be until I get it out. But, so... My colleague, my friend, the guy, the myth, the legend, Austin Ivy. So he and I are working on a website, actually, for this podcast. And it's not going to be specifically for the podcast itself. So in the website, it's going to be just a massive hub of all things therapy. So there's going to be a button that says topics or something of that nature. And all of these topics will come up that we've talked about in this podcast, but also just topics in general, if we like, even if we haven't covered it. And so, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And once you click on the topic that you want to learn about, it's going to pull up all these articles, all these videos, just so you can learn about it. And I think it's going to be it's going to be awesome. So I don't know how soon we're going to be able to get that out. I will keep you updated as I will release episodes. Um, and hopefully, now that I'm actually in a groove for this semester, I'll be able to put out episodes more often. So anyways, yeah, that is in the works. We are getting on that. And that's why another one of the reasons that uh, I haven't put, on it, put out an episode. And again, I don't need to justify the reason. I just, anyways, just letting you guys know, get ready for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So... The article that I've that I came across about attachment styles is called Four Styles of Adult Attachment by Terry Levy. It's on let's see, on Evergreen Psychotherapy Center. I don't know the specific link. I'll put it down below though in the show notes. I don't know if it's dot com, dot org, whatever. But and what's really cool is before you actually listen to this. I would really, I'd want you to take the quiz to find out what your attachment style is. If you're driving right now, obviously don't take the quiz. You can keep listening to this and take it later. But if you're not, it would actually be really cool if you to take the quiz, know your attachment style, and then come back here while, uh, 
we talk about it. And so, yeah, I took the quiz and it's actually really insightful. After you're done taking the quiz, you can, there's an option, I believe, for you to receive like more info about that style. You just have to enter in your email. It'll send you like your results and a lot more stuff that you can read. It's really cool. All right. So attachment styles are passed down from one generation to the next. All right. These are things that you learn in your childhood from the examples of your parents, peers, just people that you are constantly around. And one thing you need to know is that I believe attachment styles can be changed. Okay. I don't know if anyone like thinks otherwise, and I haven't looked too much into that, but I fully believe that they can be changed. And it first starts with recognizing it, right? Because if you don't know that you have a certain attachment style or that if it's an issue for you, then how are you supposed to change it? Right. I've said that and I've said that in past episodes where change begins with recognition. You need to understand and know really what you're going through and what it is that you are struggling with. So I'm not going to go through necessarily how exactly these attachment styles are formed because I honestly don't know exactly how they are. I'm sure there are hundreds of articles you can find uh, about that. But for the sake of this episode, we're just going to be talking about, again, what the attachment styles are, not necessarily how they're formed. I, I just know that they are formed in your youth when you're really young. And yeah, all right, let's get into it. So the four attachment styles that we're going to be talking about is or are secure, avoidant, anxious, and disorganized. So an attachment style provides, or I guess gives you as an individual, a different view or a certain view of a relationship. So it will affect how you communicate, how you respond and handle conflict, your expectations you have in a relationship. And again, this isn't just a relationship with husband and wife. It can be literally any relationship that you have with anyone. Your friends, if you go to a restaurant enough, the <laughs> the cashier. Okay, there are people that uh, I work at a little pizza joint right now while I'm in school. And there are people that come in, seriously, almost every day. And so I feel like there's some of my friends now. <laughs> kind of cool. But uh, so your attachment style will affect all, all of that in a relationship. And whether it's unconscious or a conscious thing that you do, um, it, it will affect it. So when I took my, that quiz about attachment styles, um, I was, so my result was secure. Okay. So I'm in the secure area of an attachment style. However, as I was reading more into different attachment styles, I realized that I also have different aspects of different attachment styles in my life, in my, I don't know if you would say personality, just in my characteristic, in my character, <laughs> there you go, as, as myself. And so I don't believe that you are specifically just one attachment style. 
I believe that we are, you know, maybe the majority of one attachment style, but also you have different uh, tendencies in other attachment styles. So even though your results may say secure or anxious, whatever, I would also encourage you to think about the different types of attachment styles as we go through this episode and think to yourself if you, like if this is you, if it speaks to you, if you say, oh yeah, actually, I think I do that or yeah, whatever. So you'll have your main attachment style, which you can find in that quiz. And then we can dive into different, uh, you know, I guess the subcategory or different topic, different attachment style that you may dabble in. So the first, let's see here, man, my notes were scrolled down a lot. Wow. All right. So the first attachment style that we're going to talk about is secure. So secure, it not necessarily what it looks like yet, but a secure attachment style, this is, so it means you have low, it says low on avoidance. So again, I'm reading from this article, Four Styles of Adult Attachment by Terry Levy. So secure is low on avoidance, low on anxiety, comfortable with intimacy, not worried about rejection or preoccupied with the relationship. It's an easy for me, or let's see, it's easy for me to get close to others and I'm comfortable depending on them and having them depend on me. I don't worry about being abandoned or about someone getting too close to me. So that's what secure looks like. Now, here are a couple of examples that they have in the article and a couple of my own as well. So examples are comfortable in a warm, loving, and emotional close relationship, depends on partner and allows partner to depend on them, and they're available for partners, for their partner in times of need. And so they're not codependent, they're independent, right? And if their partner is also independent, then they can become interdependent. And again, we'll talk more about that in other episodes because we haven't really talked about that. But in a nutshell, it's when you can depend on your partner and your partner can depend on you, yet you're not codependent. You're both independent individuals. So it may sound kind of confusing. We'll talk about that later. But it also looks like, uh, let's see, the secure attachment can also look like this. So they manage their emotions well and they're not overly upset in... (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm just reading my notes. I have no idea. I think I made a typo. But, uh... So they don't get overly upset in relationship issues. There you go. I'm I'm sure that's what I was trying to say there. And they accept the partner's need for separateness without feeling rejected or threatened. And they can also be close to them and also independent. So again, it's more of being independent and then being interdependent with your partner. And yeah, if you don't know about interdependence, I, if I remember, I'll try to put a link down below, but if not, just just give me a minute. There are tons of podcast episodes out there. Um, I know Tony Overbay on the virtual couch. He has great episodes on that, on interdependence. And so I would go check that out. If I can 
link that episode in my show notes, I will. But And then you can just hold tight, and I will eventually have an episode on that as well. So the secure attachment is really kind of the gold standard of a relationship. And I don't even know if I want to go there. It's just interdependence. It is the really, I mean, I guess it is the gold standard of a relationship, right? I mean, and this is something that you need to realize that it doesn't just come overnight. Like when, right when you get married, like I've been married for over a year and my wife and I, I would say honestly that we're in a secure attachment, yet we still dabble in these these different attachment styles and sometimes a lot more than than others. Um, and so this just really takes time and recognizing when you when your different attachment styles are coming out into the relationship and working on those. And so all of this, it just takes time, right? With anything. It takes time and patience with yourself, with your spouse, with the person you're in a relationship with or just people that you interact with, right? It takes patience. So it can be hard, obviously, right? Working on yourself is a hard thing. It, it's one of the most, if not the most rewarding thing to work on yourself and to overcome yourself and overcome the obstacles that you have in your life. But then you also, it really adds a different, like another level of, I guess, I don't want to say hardship, but it just adds a different level of working on yourself when you are in a relationship, right? Because you then are working on yourself as a, an individual in that couple, and you are working on each other as a unit, as a couple. And so when you lean into a different attachment style, a lot more than secure, so for example, like, you know, uh, disorganized or anxious or whatever, then it can be even harder to try and get into this secure attachment, but it's possible, right? It's totally possible just with time, patience, and consistency, kind of the three perfect ingredients for change. So a healthy relationship is the secure attachment with some tendencies of other attachments here and there. So I totally believe that the healthiest relationship in the world, okay, still dabbles, still has different tendencies of going into these different attachment styles. You know, when one partner is just more vulnerable one day or whatever it is, they can still have issues with it, even if they are a very healthy couple. And so don't think that you aren't a healthy, you are in a healthy relationship if you aren't in this secure attachment style all the time, 24-7, because that's, you know, frankly, not the way life works, right? It changes, ebbs and flows, just like in, I don't, was it last episode when I talked about how that person in Sunday school said, you know, you're happy when you have a range of emotions, right? And so it doesn't mean you're happy all the time, 24-7, you know, smiling, it just means that you you feel all these different emotions, right? So same thing with the secure attachment. It's okay to have down days. It's okay to 
be a bit more in the anxious attachment one day or the more avoidant. It's all right. You can still be in a healthy relationship. Just step one is to recognize it and then to work on it. Okay? All right. So the second attachment style is avoidant. So avoidant is obviously high on avoidance, low on anxiety. It is uncomfortable with closeness. I guess I should say they, not really it. But So they're uncomfortable people that are avoidant in the avoidant attachment style. They're uncomfortable with closeness and primarily uh, values independence and freedom. Not worried about partner's availability. And then it goes into this uh, little I statement here. So I am uncomfortable being close to others. I find it difficult to trust and depend on others and prefer that others do not depend upon me. Ooh, excuse me. It's very important that I feel independent and self-sufficient. My partner wants me to be more intimate than I am comfortable being. And so if that sounds like you, then you may be more into the avoidant attachment style. And no, again, just understand that I'm not saying that you are bad or this is bad that you are in this attachment style because it's not. It's okay. It's okay. It's just, it starts with recognizing, right? So some examples of this avoidant attachment style is not being able to depend on partner, on the partner, on your partner, or on people, on your friends, on your parents, whatever it is. So not being able to depend on them or allow your partner to lean on you um, as as a support. Um, and then independence is a priority. So you have to be independent, right? You can't rely on others. You most of the time won't be asking for help from others because you are independent, right? You're self-sufficient. You don't need others. And, but what I thought was really interesting is, let's see here. So these next examples that's given in the article are, they are cool, controlled, stoic, compulsively self-sufficient, they have a narrow emotional range. And again, that's not bad. And they prefer to be alone. And so when I read this, that's like that spoke to me as, as an individual. That really spoke to me. Yet my, uh, my, my main, I guess, my main um, attachment style is secure, right? But yet avoidant, my emotional range, I guess, isn't super high, doesn't ebb and flow as, I guess, someone's who's, who really does. And again, there's no, there's no bad or good range of emotions. I still have range of emotions, but it's, it's kind of more narrow. And honestly, I do prefer to be alone a lot of the times. That's just me. Like, it doesn't mean I don't like anyone or whatever. And as I've gone back in my life, I've been able to see where that's come about. And so it's been really interesting for me. And this next example here is they're good in a crisis. They're non-emotional and they take charge. And so you can see that if you are an avoidant attachment style, it doesn't mean that that's bad, right? It's just these different aspects of yourself and how you interact with the world, how you interact with others. And yeah, so it's really cool, honestly. And that is avoidant, 
right there. So if any of those spoke to you, you may be primarily avoidant or you may dabble in some of the areas like I do. The next attachment style is anxious. So anxious, let's see. So if you're anxious, the anxious attachment style anyway, you are low on avoidance and high on anxiety. You crave closeness and intimacy, very insecure about the relationship. And then here's a little I statements. I want to be extremely emotionally close or merge with others, but others are reluctant to get as close as I would like. I often worry that my partner doesn't love or value me and will abandon me. My inordinate need for closeness scares people away. So if that spoke to you, you may be you know, primarily in this anxious, this anxious attachment style. Now some examples here are, they are, so people in the anxious attachment style are insecure in intimate relationships, and they constantly worry about rejection and abandonment. They are very needy. I guess I wouldn't say very needy, because, I mean, we're all needy to some degree or another, and so we kind of all dabble in that area right there. So I won't say very needy, but we are, they are needy and require ongoing reassurance. Like, oh, it's going to be okay. You're doing fine. They need, they need that to live, to feel good about themselves. And let's see here, this next example. So they ruminate about unresolved past issues from the family of origin so things that have happened in the past, they're always thinking about it. And that intrudes into present perceptions and relationships. So feelings and emotions like fear, hurt, anger, rejection, those things, if not worked on, can bleed into the relationship. And those feelings, those strong emotions can be in that relationship and affect the relationship, right? Because if you are always really angry or always hurt or always feeling rejected because of things that have happened in the past, because you're always thinking about it, then can you see how that can affect what's going on now in the present and how that can affect your relationship? Yeah, that can be a problem, right? Now, the anxious attachment style person is overly sensitive to the partner's actions and moods, and they take their partner's behavior too personally. So if someone, like let's say the anxious attachment styles person, uh, let's say, you know, wife or husband is mad or sad, then they tend to take that behavior upon themselves and they take it personally and they say, oh man, like what did, what did I do? What's my problem? And you can see how that can just be kind of an endless cycle that can just spiral down. So that is the anxious attachment style. If that spoke to you, you may dabble in the anxious attachment style, or that may be, may be your uh, primary attachment style. And really, my hope for this episode is that some of you may have an aha moment, like I have learning about these attachment styles and saying, oh my gosh, like that totally explains you know, why do this or why, uh, why this person's actions affects me this way because of this attachment style. And that is exactly what I'm going for here because that's how change is brought, right? Once, once you recognize it, once you have those aha moments, it's, it's awesome. 
I love it. Now we're going to go into disorganized. So I'm not going to say that you can't fix the disorganized attachment style on your own. However, when you are dealing with a disorganized attachment style, a lot of the times it requires the help of a professional. Okay, so like going to a therapist or a counselor. Because disorganized, the disorganized attachment style involves unresolved trauma. So, for example, this is what the article says. It says the unresolved mindset or the disorganized attachment style, they are, so people who deal with this, are frightened by memories of prior traumas. Losses from the past have not been mourned or resolved. And they cannot tolerate emotional closeness, closeness in a relationship. They're very argumentative. They experience uh, rage. They're unable to regulate emotions. They're abusive and dysfunctional. Uh, I guess their abusive and dysfunctional relationships recreate past patterns. They have intrusive and frightening traumatic memories and triggers. They disassociate to avoid pain. They have severe depression or PTSD. They are very antisocial. They have a lack of empathy and remorse. They're very aggressive and punitive. They're narcissistic. No regard for rules. Substance abuse, or they, they have substance abuse and criminality, and they are likely to maltreat their own children. They create these scripts for their children that form into their past unresolved attachments. And so that's how these different attachment styles, especially, you know, this disorganized attachment style can get passed on because they, the parents of, uh, the parents that struggle with these disorganized attachment styles create these scripts for their children and their children adopt these, these unhealthy attachment styles. So you can see that the disorganized attachment style is really involved with a lot of heavy topics. And so that is why I would highly recommend seeing a licensed therapist or a counselor to really help you go through these things and to actually resolve the past traumatic experiences that you've had and to actually begin your path of healing, right? Because it's really hard to do it on your own. And when we are able to do it with others, our healing really starts to rapidly increase. All right, so those are the four main attachment styles. So we'll go over them real quick. I mean, not obviously through them, but they are secure, avoidant, anxious, and disorganized. And then again, if you haven't taken that quiz, then go ahead and take the quiz, except that you're driving. Don't do that. Just keep on driving and then take it when you can just to see what your attachment style is. And then you can learn more about it by having it send you that email to learn more about it. That is it for this episode. I, have, I really hope you've learned something new about yourself because I know I have as I've been able to learn more about these different attachment styles. And so I hope you all have a great day and have a great week. Hey everyone, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. That's how I'll be able to reach and help as many people as I can. If you know of anyone that could possibly benefit from this episode or any other one of my episodes, please share it with them. You can also subscribe or follow to be notified when my future episodes come out. So thank you all so much for your support and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.